Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to It Came From The Video Store. came from the video store. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Eric. I'm Brennan. I'm Matt. And today we are talking about a movie, well, personally one of my favorite movies, uh, Sleepaway Camp. Sorry, Felissa Rose. But before we get into Sleepaway Camp, Matt, the plugs, please. Um, The plugs. Well, you can find us on all the social medias, uh, at it came from the video store, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, possibly Twitter. Um, I've been on it. I, I made one post like for the first time in a year. Check it out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget, uh, since you're listening to us right now, drop a rating and review in iTunes, and you'll get a shout-out on air. And well, this will be in post-production, but we actually have a shout-out from Felissa Rose that probably played. Yes, i got to make sure to play that. Play it right now. Where's my phone? Oh, my phone's charging. <laughs> I got it on my phone. <laughs> Someone bring it up on the Instagram. I'll just re-record it. Thank you for reminding me because I probably would have forgot to put that in. See, I I thought you were gonna mention that. Yeah, we. Uh, she she's a sweetheart. I she's one of my favorite people to meet at a con. Yeah, if you ever get a chance to go to Days of the Dead, uh, after COVID, <laughs> don't go this year. I hate to say it. Don't. <laughs> I thought about it this year. I was like, I really want to go. Billy Zane's gonna be there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't want to go until he said Billy Zane. I go, some bitch. I'm gonna have him sign one of his best known roles, The Phantom. Oh, the little dude from fucking Back to the Future. <laughs> Here, sign my copy of Titanic. That'd be, that'd be like the most <laughs> random fucking thing to have him sign. Oh boy, yeah. Remember that one time you were in, a, in an Oscar-winning movie? How did that feel? <laughs> <laughs> Here, sign my, sign my uh, copy of season three of, t- <laughs> of uh, fucking uh, Legends of Tomorrow. That one episode he was in. Oh yeah, he was in one. Yeah, episode. he was in one episode. <laughs> I actually like Billy Zane and all oh, that. I, I uh, I remember with Demon Knight. I didn't want to watch it until someone told me Billy Zane was in there and he does like a like a cowboy uh, impression. And I was like sold. <laughs> a fucking cowpoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but Felissa Rose, she's an angel. She's a saint. Met her, uh, met her like three, three, three times. I've met her four times. I if, hope I can meet her one time. Our, if you were in the in the <laughs> office right now, there's like four photos of us with her. And I got one signed. You I can, got a couple signed. You can tell we got more friendly with her as the years went by. Because she remembers you. Yeah. Cause She's a like, hugger. Yeah, because like the, the first one, I'm just like, uh, uh. The second one, I'm like, oh, okay. And the next one, I'm just like, it's like hanging out with a friend. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if Days of the Dead's going to happen this year. They, they they only have like the heavy hitter lineup. They don't have any like small ones. And well, she was, just at a, she was just at a convention. Oh, yeah. She's, she's in Vegas, I think, right now. But I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, I think by... Days of the Dead in Chicago is in November. I well, don't think it's going to... Yeah, no. Chicago doesn't yeah. want anything over 50 people, so... Yeah. Not happening. But Besides, hopefully I'll get to meet her one day. Yeah, when the world's back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, when that'll be. Besides, half the time, anyway, a lot of the big hitters always back out. I remember how pissed off Adam was when we were supposed to see uh, Anthony Michael Hall. And he's supposed to be there again today. You know he's not going to be there. <laughs> 
But then again, he's in Hall- New Halloween, so he might try to push it oh, unless yeah. it gets canceled. He's in the New Halloween? Yeah. He's supposed to be he's Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy Doyle. Yeah. So we went from having Paul Rudd as Tommy Doyle to Michael Anthony Hall. I like Paul Rudd. Though I think... Age? Paul Rudd still looks the same. I think age-appropriate, though. Anthony Michael Hall would be more... Yeah, age-appropriate, for sure. Because... Paul Rudd didn't seem like the age would fit. Like, he should have been older. And now he's a vampire and doesn't age. I know. Found a youth, man. Max level. Maybe he is drinking the, the baby blood. I'm kind of worried. <laughs> I was just watching... No, I was just on Instagram. It was, like, showing, like, actors from, like, then to now, like, when they were, like, in their 20s. Mm-hmm. And the two that looked like there was no fucking difference was Daniel Craig and Paul Rudd. I'm like, what's the difference? He's got... The camera quality was worse. <laughs> the smallest amount of crow feet under his eyes, and he still looks beautiful. It's because he found the quantum realm, man. <laughs> Alright, Sleepaway Camp came out in 1983, starring Felissa Rose, directed by Robert Hiltzik. Uh, Hiltzik. It became an unexpected hit, and it made 30 times more than the film's budget. Damn. What was the budget? I don't know. But like it was bucks. 30 times more. <laughs> <laughs> The budget was 30 times less than what I made. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and so, we're, we're going to get into spoilers, everybody. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> There's a big spoiler for this movie. Big old dingly spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> the spoiler is just hanging. <laughs> <laughs> hanging free. Free and loose. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, this I, read, is... I read somewhere that the sequels were unauthorized. Really? Believable. And the box set that Brandon has that she signed... You right know behind what? you, actually. Oh, yeah, it is. So, the reason why she's never seen that... Brandon uh, bought the box set, and she... Well, I know the box set, it got... Um... Oh, fuck. It was, it was, there, there's a lawsuit against it, because they actually used the Red Cross symbol, which is licensed by... Red Cross, yeah. So they weren't allowed to use it, so the box uh. set got discontinued. Because I actually had her. This is my second year meeting her. I had her sign. Yeah, because the first year I had her sign a print, and then I brought that. She wanted to buy it off me. Damn. I was like, I, I literally go. I literally just bought this <laughs> to have you sign it. She's like, Oh my god, then, I, then let me sign it for you. <laughs> she probably would have gave you a bunch of signed shit in return, though. Yeah. But. I I normally had her my traditional Felissa Rose is I took a picture with her one year, and then the year then the following year when I met her again I would have her sign the picture from the year before but holding the other picture so it's like a picture within a picture within a picture. Pictureception and your hairstyles keep changing. Yeah, I just look and more. You, you can old. just see it receding further and further. I don't really look. I don't look old. I just <laughs> look more like a tired <laughs> child. That's the thing about being baby faced. Um... But yeah, she's awesome, and I tend to watch anything she's in, good or bad. <clears throat> well, she has a bunch of stuff she's been working on. Hopefully, we'll yes, Terrifier two. Yeah, yeah she's in Terrifier two. We went see. I forgot to mention that to her last year at Days of the Dead. I was, yeah, it was funny. We were leaving. All of a sudden, we get to the car. Damn it! I forgot something. Like what? I forgot to tell Felissa. I'm like, sorry, we're Terrifier two. I was like. Are you fucking kidding me? I thought you lost your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one of my favorite horror movies. Definitely of my... It has one of my favorite kills, I think, in any horror movie ever. Next yeah. not, next to Jason X. I think out of summer summer camp movies, <laughs> this definitely is one of my favorites. Uh, I even have a decal of her face. Uh, 
on the on the back of my car. I bet you want to get one of the shirts, the uh, Camp Airwalk. I have a Sleepaway Camp shirt. Um, so do I. I, w- I wanted the Camp. She shirt. was only paid five five thousand dollars for her part in the movie. Wow. I mean, to be honest, though, she doesn't say much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she. You, it, was you go, sa- it was a SAG thing, or whatever it's called. <laughs> you you go through most of the movie, with, like almost half the movie, before she even says her first word. And this is her first role ever. Thir- age 13. Wow. Uh, so it opens up with a brother and sister on a little boat. I don't even know what kind of sa- it's a s- sail. Sailboat. It's very, yeah. very janky sailboat. Yeah, and uh, I, are they... I don't know. It's hard to tell. I can't. I can never tell if it's their father. Or yeah, they're, yeah, it's a gay. They're a gay couple. Okay. Well, this to me must be maybe one of the earliest introductions to a gay couple on on screen back in that time. Yeah, that I know of, or at least that I out of all the horror movies I've seen, I want to say that's like the earliest introduction. So, all right. <laughs> um. Well, I think they're twins. It's. Do, do, are their names introduced in, in the beginning? I don't remember the names being introduced. No. Uh, well, their their little sailboat flips over, and then these two assholes driving a speedboat, uh, which had they had like a quarter mile to turn the fucking boat, and for some reason they couldn't turn their speedboat and totally run over <laughs> the two kids and the and their father. <clears throat> and I, this is. Did you hear that? That was my chair. Oh. My favorite part is there's, like, the one girl that was water skiing that's just st- sitting there screaming for someone to go help them. Help them! <clears throat> oh, my God. I go, I, I, <laughs> but then everybody's just staring at them, not doing a damn thing. And then uh, we jump forward eight years, and uh, we meet Angela, who's living with her aunt Martha, who was... Eccentric. I was thinking she's like a, a Stepford Wives reject. <laughs> I I told us Derek, she looks like Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> I just told him something about it just made me think of Kimmy. It, her acting, I don't know if it was intentional, intentional or not. God, I hope it is. I really hope it is because it was just very spacey. Oh, we're yeah. getting serious here. Matt's putting the hat on backwards. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. No. Gotta, gotta roast them all. It was, it was bumping into the mic, so I just gotta... <laughs> uh, well, they're getting ready to go to uh, Camp Arawak. Arawak. And you find out that Aunt Martha is a doctor who forged their physicals. She put it this way. She didn't say that at first, and it was concerning. She's like, just don't tell them how you got them. That's like, uh... No, no, she goes, I'm a doctor, so I'm sure that... This is the first time I caught on that she's a doctor, though, and I've seen this movie how many times I've No, but that. before she says she's a doctor, she's just she's just like, just make sure you don't tell them how you got them. I'm just like, how did you get them? Uh, so you got Angela and... <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I had delayed on Eric. You get Angela and her cousin Ricky. Ricky, by far, is my favorite character in this whole movie. And probably in any camp movie, camp horror movie, he's probably my favorite. He is. I'm sorry. He is. He's a smart ass. And he's not stupid either. Yeah. You know. Uh, 
so they show up to Camp Airwalk. Uh, this is probably one of the first horror movies where they got teenagers to play teenagers. Right? Yeah. It's mind-blowing. I guess, yeah. Which, which makes it a little even more disturbing as the movie goes on. It does. Yeah. I mean, because they're real teenagers and it's kind of, I don't know, kind of frightening. Well, you got... Bald, it was one of the guys would say in the movie, they're baldies. Oh, God. Artie is... Oh, Jesus Christ. When that's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, there's a pedophile in this movie. Not only is there a pedophile, he's making jokes about how there's never a thing called too much, being too young. And then the one other chef's like, <laughs> Artie, you, like... No, call somebody. Call the cops. <laughs> Get this fucking guy away. He's a Gacy in the making. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just funny. I was talking to Lauren the other day. I was like, hey. Epstein. I was like, hey. Oh, <laughs> uh, he didn't have the money for that. Uh, I was telling her. <laughs> he, he also didn't kill himself. I kept telling I kept trying. <laughs> Oh, stop making this editing fucking nightmare for me, please. <laughs> Yo, you know this shit is. This is gold. Anyways, I was telling Lauren the other night about uh, buying where John Gacy's house. It, well, it's a new house now. Yeah. And they uh, changed the address. I was like, I go, probably not that haunted. She's like, didn't they find 33 bodies? I was like, 37. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. That we know of, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want a haunted house because I think of the book rights. <laughs> Worked for Amityville. Yeah. They faked half that shit, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> you get the camp counselor, Ronnie. Does that guy do nothing but chest day at the gym? Tight shirts, man. Dude, he's got <laughs> bigger tits than Pamela Anderson. <laughs> They're called pecs. But that's all he's got. <laughs> he wears tighter shorts than fucking most of the girls in the movie. That's true, yeah. Um, And there's a lot of half shirts in this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like quarter shirts. It's a product of the 80s. It's a product of the 80s. Don't we the Eric, Eric wants to bring back half shirts. Well, I can't now. i got a beer gut, so... That's five, like the perfect time to bring it back. Like five, like five years ago when I was like 175 pounds, I could have done it easily. <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah, so Artie makes like a pedo, a bunch of pedo remarks, and uh, Ronnie has no clue about it, apparently. Because it's like, oh, Angela doesn't want to eat any food. Why don't you come with this pedophile here? And, <laughs> like... Well, what I'm saying is, is, if Artie is so open about it, you think Ronnie would know right. before he leaves a 13-year-old girl with this fat piece of shit. So, yeah. And what's the first thing Artie does when he's got alone with Angela? About to give her some salami. Oh, Brandon, come on. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to... <laughs> oh, damn it. What am I supposed to say... <laughs> We're about to take an intermission break so I can reach across and smack the <laughs> shit out of you. Okay, how would you describe the encounter? Matt, take it away. Um, He'll handle it more maturely than you. I believe Artie was going to give her something to eat. 
because salami. That's what he was gonna do. Yeah, she thank wasn't... you, Matt. Didn't I describe it perfectly? Yeah. He was gonna give her a salami because she salami wasn't she eating. Wanted. This is the part I'm getting at. It's like very uncomfortable <laughs> to talk about because she really is 13. All the teenagers are teenagers, right? And then there's a lot of pedophilia references in this movie. A so lot. It's very uncomfortable and very upfront. And even Ricky walks in, and God bless him. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? So, everybody should have a cousin like Ricky, because he fucking stands up for everybody. <laughs> he is by far my favorite character in any summer camp movie. Um, but uh, Artie's, Artie's death is justice in this movie. Oh, totally. Because he only lasts, like, what, three minutes after after this? <laughs> Uh, how <laughs> that fucking pot he was <laughs> bigger than Artie. It was a four foot pot. Like Jeffrey Dahmer would be in heaven with that pot. <laughs> I'm not kidding, listeners. If you have not seen this movie, well, first of all, you shouldn't be listening to us if you haven't seen the movie. But if you've seen the movie, you know that this pot. And apparently, he's just boiling water in that takes like eight hours for some. <laughs> And I've worked in a kitchen at a restaurant. There's not a pot that's that big. It's seriously <laughs> four feet tall. Which so when you put it on the stove, it's like an easel, e- easel, easel, Eas- easily. It's easily nine feet high to where he has to stand on a. That a had to be stool. custom made then. That's probably where the budget went. <laughs> we need a nine foot tall pot. But let's to cut it short. Already got himself into some hot water. Yeah, he gets knocked over and the pot falls on him <laughs> and gets boiled. I, I love how the cops just like, every nerve in his body must be on fire. I wonder if he can even close his eyes. And he's just it's like, we don't even have pain medication for the poor guy. And I was like, yes, let him burn. Like, Fuck you, you piece of shit. That's like, it is definitely, in this, the way this one goes, all the people... Get killed, killed? kind of have a coming. Yeah, it's not like one. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're fornicating. It's like pedophile. Yeah, there's not one character that dies. You're like, oh, oh, there's one. Yeah, there's one that dies later on, but almost all but one character that dies. You just really like, yeah, you fucking had it coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost you know, it's not like when you watch Nightmare on Elm Street and you know you got Nancy, you want her to win. Nancy's one of my favorite Survivor girls, honestly. Yeah, this is one of the ones you're kind of rooting for the killer. Yeah. That's sick, fucked up way. Uh, and then you got Mel, who tried. Mel's the old owner who tries to keep everything hush hush. And that's really all he cares about. And, and yep. uh, hooking up with the one of the counselors. Oh, Jesus. Which is very disturbing because they're like 16 and he's easily in his, to his 60s. Yeah. Uh,. One of my favorite lines happened in this movie when they're playing the baseball game. <laughs> I forgot uh, what was named Billy, and he's just like, "Eat shit and die, Ricky." <laughs> <laughs> Eat shit and live, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually funny. It came in the play later in the it, day. <laughs> it was just the way he delivered. He's like, "Eat shit and live, Bill." <laughs> it was such a funny quote at the end earlier. He's like, "Eat shit and die." I go. Eat shit and live. <laughs> uh, I know that the ending to this movie, though, is very crazy. But can we talk about Ricky's cowboy hat that he wears to the social? <laughs> it was like a 10-gallon hat. 
<laughs> Newsflash, uh, you can't fit 10 gallons into a 10-gallon hat. You can't even fit a gallon into a, a gallon hat. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt looks like someone who would wear a cowboy hat. I have. Oh, wow. See? I was Can in I Nash- read I was in not? Nashville. <laughs> you got blended somehow. <laughs> you can't go to Nashville and not wear a cowboy hat. It's just like you I can't. I even had a mustache. Like you can't go to Tennessee. You always have a mustache. Well, it was just a mustache. Yeah, it's more prop, more cowboy like. <laughs> he wore a mustache, cowboy hat, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's, you go to Tennessee. You gotta have a fried peanut butter banana sandwich. Do you ever see striptease with Burt Reynolds? <laughs> he's got like cowboy boots on. And he's covered in, in Vaseline head to toe. <laughs> Why are you? Talking about the joke with Matt being in nothing but a cowboy hat and a mustache. It's like all I can think about is Burt Reynolds like, covered in Vaseline. I know what I'm going in for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Giddy up. Oh, man. <laughs> so. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, back on topic. Angela really doesn't say a damn word until like. 30 minutes into this movie and she ends up talking to Ricky's friend Paul because you know Paul's got a crush on Angela yeah Paulie (laughs) (laughs) we also got forgot to point out the fact that all the girls hate Angela all of them all I mean literally well except that one counselor she's really Kind of oh yeah, the the one that they they said was the complaint department. Yeah, I think I think it's in a way it's like a reflection of, of like back in the day, before maybe like autism was re- like really well known or like on the spectrum to where if you were kind of socially awkward or antisocial, just like any any form of. I'm trying to go about this lightly. Help me out here. You were just considered strange or weird. Sure. I'm or pretty sure. That... I'm pretty sure the listeners know I'm trying to be very respectful about this, but um, or anyone that's in any way considered an introvert. Introvert. That maybe that's the word I'm looking at. You yeah. know. So if you were very introverted and quiet or just antisocial, you were probably picked on. You know, but uh, I picked on the wrong person apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying Angela's the killer. <laughs> um, no, but then, I mean, she she tends to just stare at people. She, she has that. a really very good icy stare. Yeah, the thousand yard stare. It's just she a very really point. does. Yeah. Like she like just sees through them. It's all in the eyes. I don't know how well she practiced that. I don't know if she, I, I want to see a blooper reel for this movie. I really <laughs> do. Put yours on the Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, you get Judy, who is the the bitchy popular girl at, at camp because her boobs came in, apparently. I think that's what was implied. Yeah, it was she, implied. She used to date Ricky. Which is funny because, I don't know if it's done intentionally, Ricky, <clears throat> the actor who plays Ricky really was like 17, but he looked like he was 13 or 14. Wow. He looks like the youngest out of the bunch. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then Judy looks like she's 19. Yeah. So from them... Actually, if I read correctly, uh, 
Felissa Rose dated the guy who played Ricky during the time of the movie. Huh. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That could be wrong. I don't know. That's what I read. That's what I read on IMBD. Well, if it's on the internet, it's true. <laughs> it's got to be true. It's not like I have her number to ask her questions. <laughs> you didn't ask for her number the last time you were there? I got her number. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> but yeah, she says her first words at the social, and uh, she basically just says goodnight to Paul. Uh, and while she's there, Kenny, this kid Kenny and a bunch of other hooligans are picking on her. And uh, well, later on, they go skinny dipping. Which apparently was like the coolest thing to do with your buddies. Well, it was the eighties. Uh, no, thank you. There's too much bacteria. No, likes. Things swimming, summing up your pee pee. I'm literally like the elephant from Tarzan. <laughs> the, the water being full of bacteria. <laughs> it is sanitary. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that. How long? All I know is Phil Collins went, went a little too hard on the on the. Uh, on the soundtrack. We didn't ask for it, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he showed up. <laughs> so, uh... Oh, sorry. I'm getting yelled at because I didn't pay Netflix. What, it's not working? Yeah, mom's yelling at me. D- didn't you pay your Netflix account? Like, I'm sorry, you parasite. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to change my credit card. <laughs> um... I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> Ricky gets drowned. Is that the right word? He was drowned. Someone pops up. He's hiding under a boat. Someone pops under the water. Mm. We get a silhouette, so we don't know who. Yeah, we get the back of the head, so we don't know who and it is. And he gets drowneded. Drowneded. Someone uh, drowned him. They find his body the next day. One thing you got to praise this movie on. I don't. I don't know what the budget was right off the bat of my head, but... Their f- practical special effects for, like, the fake bodies and shit was spot on. Nah, they made a good corpse. Yeah, they made a couple good corpses. And just their makeup, which is funny because I'll get to a part later on where they have all this really cool... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna jump right to it now. I don't give a fuck. You have all these cool dead bodies and uh, wounds and, and stuff like that. But then you get Frank the Cop with a glue-on mustache. <laughs> Why, why? Why? Why does he need a mustache? I don't know. I they think couldn't. They... I think he played another counselor in an earlier scene. Is what it was. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't look copy enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they intentionally like zoomed in on his face so you could tell it was taped on. It's practically a comb taped to his upper lip. Yeah. <laughs> All the budget went to <laughs> the other parts of the movie. Um. So we know. You, even if you're watching this movie for the first fucking time, you know Mel isn't the killer. You can just tell because whenever you see hands, the, a, any kill done in this movie is done point of view style, and you always see a, like a teenager or a kid's hand. You can tell it's someone young. And I felt like they're trying to make Mel a suspect because anytime someone dies, all he cares about is her rushing people out and getting it covered up. Mm-hmm. So. He kind of makes himself being suspicious. He, they put him in there as a red heron. Yeah, which was just yeah. You ever notice Judy wears a shirt with her name on it? Well, what did you forget your name? I like to think that someone knocks you out. You get amnesia. <laughs> Who am I? Oh, okay. I like to think that there's a musical cut of this where they're all like wearing shirts with their names on it, and they're just like, "Hi, I'm Judy." 
Hi, I'm Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see a musical version of Sleepaway Camp. Sounds like you've written it. Stage fright. <laughs> Felissa Rose, if you Felissa, if you're listening to me, we need to talk. We can make this a musical. Uh, I'll work pro bono. <laughs> that would honestly be a really cool, like even like a like a small theater stage. I would pay to see a Sleepaway Camp musical. I mean, Evil Dead musical. Why not? Sle- Sleepaway yeah. Camp, the musical. Sing away camp. Sing away camp. There we go. Yeah, we got the ball rolling here. I mean, the closest <laughs> thing you'll ever get to a sleepaway camp musical is stage fright. Fr- stage fright. Yeah, yeah. I love stage fright. I don't know if you've seen it, Matt. I have not. Do we have it? I got the DVD somewhere. I'll let you borrow it. You'll thank us. You really will. It's a good movie. Um. So Angela likes Paul, and uh, they kiss. Angela is very uncomfortable about this kiss, because um, he didn't ask for her consent. And then this <laughs> Judy, <laughs> I mean, you you are right, you are right. He did ask for a second kiss, which she half-heartedly agreed. She kind of just like leaned in and let him do it. Uh, it's like when you're when you're like a teenager, and your mom's like, "Give me a kiss," and you're just like, "Hmm." <laughs> Jeez. It's just that awkward. Like I don't want to do this. Uh, you made me lose my train of thought, Brandon. So Angela and Meg, yeah, Meg's the other counselor. He's also a bitch. Start questioning why Angela never showers with the rest of the girls. Why she thinks she's fucking special. Making remarks about the fact like she probably hasn't gotten her period and stuff that I think uh, us three grown men shouldn't be saying on a podcast. <laughs> no, uh, fuck, what was it? Which one was it? I forgot. What's the, I forgot her name. What's the stuck-up bitch's name? Julia? Judy. 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 She does say something really funny. She goes, you're a carpenter's dream. Flat as a board and need, needs a screw. I'm like, alright, that was a good one. I'm not rooting for you, but that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I give credit where it's due. <laughs> 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 it was just I never really actually paid attention to how funny that line yeah, actually is. You're flat as a board and need a screw. See, that's the thing about this movie. I think like it has comedic undertones and then the sequels just kind of ran with it and made it a full-blown comedy. Kind of like the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Yeah. Super Freddy? You think Super Freddy's a joke? That's nightmare fuel. <laughs> I liked Robert England's idea he had where he wanted each kid to have like a different version of Freddy to show how people have different versions of horror yeah. nightmares and he said like yeah one of them could be, Freddy could be like really fat and I was like that'd be fucking terrifying that would be terrifying I do have to admit though since we're talking about Freddy Krueger I really like the rumor and the idea of Kevin Bacon <clears throat> like if I had to really see someone else other than Robert England, I want Kevin Bacon more than anything in the world. I think didn't Robert England say like he's he wants to see that? Yeah, he's for it. I mean, he, Kevin Bacon. I mean, if you know horror movies, he's not a stranger to it. Yeah. His, I think his first major role was Friday the Thirteenth. Right. Stir of Echoes, Hollow Man, a couple other ones, ghost movies he's done. Tremors. Yes, Tremors. I know you don't like it, but yeah, I <laughs> we should review it. Even though Eric doesn't like it, we'll review it. It's just like a more of a sci-fi vibe. It just, you know, I Isn't like... that the point of the show? Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Walked right, right in on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Walked in right to my own rule. The point of the show. But not every movie, movie we do is bad, because I love this movie. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've loved it since I first saw it. And I forgot why I I saw it before before the first time I met her. Uh, we actually saw a video. At least for me, I saw a video explaining why this movie's like a cult classic, and that's why we watched it. I remember it came in when we were working at Disc Replay. It came in and I bought it. And I was just like, oh, I'll give it a watch. And at the end of the movie, I was just like, what the fuck? This is actually my first time seeing it. So. Surprisingly. Did you have the cop- the original copy I bought? Mm-hmm. And I saw the sequel before I saw this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in a way, though, you didn't really need to see the... You didn't. You, yeah. you don't at all. Like, nope. They kind of recap. I don't even think they showed footage from the first one. Nope. No, they didn't. I don't, think like, they, I don't think they were allowed to, honestly. <laughs> just mentioning it in passing, kind of. Uh, <clears throat> so, of all the ways to die, this dude gets locked in a, a bathroom stall, and bees dropped in from the window, a beehive. And he couldn't escape from going under the, the stall door? how dirty those floors are. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd rather fucking die. <laughs> just the bathrooms at my job, I'm looking at, like, if I ever have a heart attack, I hope I fucking die so I don't have to live knowing the fact that I laid on, on this fucking floor. Uh, <laughs> little fucking flies in here. God damn it. God, I mean, dude, we literally have sleepaway camp all over our office. Beatbox it. Brandon's got a signed poster. We got signed pictures. So I guess you can say this is one of our favorite non-mainstream horror movies. So yeah, uh, I don't know the, the character's name, but he gets stung to death on the shitter. Another example of good practical effects, because the stung body looked pretty fucking good. Yeah, and they had uh, the use of bees covering the face. It was nice. Uh, so Judy finds a way to get Paul to kiss her just to piss off Angela or upset Angela. She's that bitch that knows she's a bitch and loves it. And those are the worst fucking people in the world. Yep. And that goes for guys, too, because there are assholes that know they're assholes and love it. Oh, yeah. Just know if life was a horror movie and you died, nobody would feel sympathy for you if you're one of those people. And you know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, why y'all looking at me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Meg... Goes and takes a shower. Oh, she uh, she asked, uh, what's his name out onto a date? Mel, yeah, sixty five year old guy. Yep, that's what we're talking about. How like how this movie is very uncomfortable, knowing the fact that they probably really are teenagers, <laughs> and there's just a lot of pedophilia in this movie. A lot. Uh, I mean, granted, there's justice when Artie gets fucking boiled alive. So, yeah. I wish we can probably do that to all the pedophiles out there, but you know, I'm not going to make this a political statement. We're going to talk about horror movies. <laughs> um, Mel, or Mel, uh, Meg gets stabbed in the fucking shower. And it's not just a stab. She's got her back up against a wall in the shower. And whoever stabs her has the strongest fucking grip strength known to man because he's able to. they're able to pull the knife down through the aluminum from the shower and her back at the same time. Sharp knife, too. <laughs> I mean, didn't Mythbusters prove that you couldn't even fucking do that to go, like, with Errol Flynn when he was going down the... the, the tarp. The tarp or the sail. The, the sail of a ship. Remember in the movies where he would stab the sail and fall down it, but mm-hmm. then there's so many, like, not, uh, like... Inseams. Yeah, inseams that it would snag. Yeah. So you would fall. Whoever stabs her just... Pulls right on through. 
And she is discovered by Mel, who just happens to be wandering around in the girls' bunks and the showers and apparently doesn't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> though for her, the way she was stabbed, there's no blood. Well, she was in the shower. Probably washed away. True. I just found it funny just how Mel walks in and then the body just happens to fall. Like plop out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Surprise. It wasn't even like a plop. It's like a lunge. <laughs> You could see her behind the curtains of getting ready. Just to... <laughs> and, it, and then his reaction, is... <laughs> he's just staring at her. Oh, Meg. Oh, I knew it was him. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that Mel thinks it's Ricky for some fucking reason. Yeah, he's got it out for Ricky. Because every, every, okay, so everyone that's getting killed has had an interaction with Ricky and Angela. Usually involve them picking on Angela and Ricky getting involved. So he thinks that's why Ricky's killing him. Which is funny because there's a scene where Judy and Meg toss Angela into the water. And she's screaming bloody murder and he's trying to help her. And Mel's just like, no. I know you're doing something. But I'm like, do you not realize a girl's about to get tossed in the fucking water? She probably doesn't know how to swim. Fucking oblivious motherfuckers. I'm so glad I can never afford to go to camp. Not that I would want to go anyways. Um... (laughs) So, Judy is alone with a curling iron, and mm. the door opens up. <laughs> so, so I, I'm not, I'm not, let me get there. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the door opens up. I like what they did here. It's, the, I think it's the actor. Who, it's the one dude who plays Ricky, but what they did is they you could tell they, like... Put, like, a wig on him. Not a wig, but you could tell they put, like, hair on the back of his head to kind of throw you off and who, who it could be. But it's very... Uh, what's the term for the, the lighting? Silhouette. Yeah, it's, he's, he's silhouetted, so you can, there's a lot of backlight. Um, so when you watch this movie, you don't know for sure where the curling iron goes, but you, you do. Mm-hmm. You do. He said I could say this. One in the pink, one in the stink. The fact that they went into detail. Where, so Judy, <laughs> Judy gets punched in the face, and whoever's killing her holds a pillow over her face. Then you see a silhouette of a curling iron. Not only do you, you kind of... slowly opens up. Yeah, they open the clamp with a curling iron, and then you just hear s- muffled screaming, and that, that that is brutal. I gotta lie. As the per- one, of the most- one, one of my favorite deaths in any horror movie ever. It's very creative. It's fucking terrible. I'm not a woman, but God, I felt bad. <laughs> I got Cinder going. I don't know what exactly how sensitive that is, but ouch. And then, you, know, you know, like when you watch a movie, someone gets kicked in the balls, and you're like, oh, oh no, sympathy pains. <laughs> yeah, I was having sympathy pains. I'm like, I go, my, I hurt, but I don't know where. Uh, so Mel catches Ricky, and he thinks he's behind behind it all, and he just starts beating on him like a fun, like a, a savage ape. Yeah. Two hands just coming down on him. <laughs> I know you did it. I gotta get away. And it instantly runs out into the archery course. And he sees someone there. He's like, it can't be you. Uh, but then... Uh, it's arrow to the throat. Yep. Cam- uh, Kevin Bacon style. Camp- and then at the same time, some campers that were on a ha- uh, camping trip get massacred in their sleeping bags. So whoever's killing is getting around. Uh, Angela wants to go skinny dipping with Paul. Uh, and by the time uh, we get, we get like a flashback scene, I also think I skipped the flashback scene where you see 
they're gay fathers in the yeah, bed. Yeah, you're in the bed. Yeah. But then you see a boy and a girl sitting on... On a bed, and they're, like, pointing at each other. Well, the boy was, like, looking like he was going to, like, touch her boobs or some shit. I don't know if that was implied. But I don't know if that's the brother and sister from the beginning of the movie, or if that's supposed to be Angela and Ricky as kids. I think it's supposed to be the boy and the girl from the beginning, because they're watching the... Well, they look different, because her hair was done, not wet, so I couldn't really fucking tell. Um, I think he was just, like, poking her, like... Anyways... You get another flashback scene with Aunt Martha talking about how she's going to spoil Angela and how she always wanted a daughter. And it's pretty she's much. She already a, has a boy. Yeah, she already has one boy in the house, so the uh, she's going to have the daughter she always wanted, which is implied that the boy from the beginning of the movie was renamed Angela. And when they find Angela at the waterfront holding Paul, they find out the severed head. And what do you see when you stand up? I'm looking at you, Matt. Come on. <laughs> you see Angela in all her glory. Hanging <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> <In> the breeze. <laughs> she stands up and she gives us like a growl. It is yeah. creepy. It's... It is very creepy. Uh, and you find out Angela this whole time has been a boy. Yeah. And somehow grew in size. Let's just... L- l- the... like she, she, uh, when, when you cut well, that I, part, yeah. I, mean, I know what the stand in, but I'm like, you could tell it's gonna someone like fucking... Yeah, it was. Yeah. A, it was. They had. They got a drunk college student to to do the stand in. That's funny. Full frontal nude, standing up, and he's got a, a like a mold of Felissa Rose's face over his. And I think they did. Zo- they did close ups on her, so you can like, yeah really tell. And uh, there's like Brand said it when we were watching this. He's like, there's no resolve at the end of this movie. It just no. freeze frames on her. With her uh, signature open mouth kind of like smile. It's like an open mouth smile. It's creepy. And uh, she will do the smile with you for a photo. I got him somewhere, I think. Do I not have him framed? I don't think you put it out. Yeah, I don't see one. I don't like the way my face looks in it then, most likely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's sleepaway camp, guys. And... Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like my photo with her, my first photo with her because I was so I was so awkward. I never met any celebrities before, so I was just like, eh. now I'm just like, what's up? So just for the listeners to know, uh, after October is over, we go back to doing two episodes a month. Uh, so we love our Halloween season, so we're trying to you know do a horror movie every week. We might do a couple more around Christmas time. There's a lot of horror Christmas movies. Well, there's not that many, but I don't want to burn through. I uh, I actually want to retry to do Christmas Evil again. I want to do the, the dorm, last time. dorm that drip blood. That's one I got. There was another Christmas horror movie we we're going to do. But, alright, uh, thanks for tuning in. Once again, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at It Came From The Video Store. Give us a follow and like. Give us a review and ratings on iTunes. Uh, the best way to support the show is just tell a friend. Share us around. So uh, Leave us a review and we'll share it on air. Yep. We don't get any of those. Uh, so, signing out. I'm Eric. I'm Brandon. I'm Matt. And you just listened to It, it Came, came from, from the Video Store. store.